Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right. Martin Weiss, Neem from Salam, in with you on this Christmas Day. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Ephraim, my friend, happy holidays. Merry happy Christmas. holidays. It's a pleasure to be in here with you today. Man, I'm uh, I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, it's Christmas. Uh, everybody should have gotten up and opened their presents and, and, and kicked back, relaxed, watched some games, and now just listen to us. I mean, right, because if you're not just relaxing by this point in Christmas, your Christmas was probably an abject disaster, right? <laughs> so just kick back, relax, and be lucky that your last name doesn't start with Wilson because Russell did not look good today and Zach did not look good on Thursday earlier. Ephraim, I got to ask you a question, man. If you were in the position of the Jets or the Broncos, yes. you know, Russell obviously gets, I mean, 51-14 to 14 loss today to the Los Angeles Rams, who are in the middle of the weakest Super Bowl defense we've seen in almost the NFL's history. And then Zach Wilson also benched sometime in the second half last uh, uh, this week as they lose. Which Wilson would you like to have going forward if you were in this type of situation, Zach or Russ? I, I would take Russ. Uh, Zach Wilson hasn't shown any semblance of greatness. And we know... And we've seen Russell be great. Now, the Broncos are in an interesting situation. They have new ownership, new coach, new quarterback. Somebody has to go. I'm a former Bronco, spent uh, a lot of time up there in Denver. I know that fan base. If the new ownership group doesn't understand what uh, football means in, in Denver, they will after at the end of this season – so, in my opinion, Nathaniel Hackett is not the man for the job. Now, because you've committed to Russell uh, Wilson for as long as you have, then you have to now go find the coach that they can be on the same page with, that there's a sense of trust. Now, that's where the work comes in. You have to make Russell feel as comfortable as as possible because it's hard to make a top three defense look this bad. 
that was my feeling too. When you see a game that this team goes to gives up 51, this Broncos defense, especially when you put into consideration the offensive side of the ball, this Broncos defense has an argument the best one in football. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. they're not getting any support from the other phase, you know, uh, in the other phases, right? So, I, I mean, they were holding teams to 18 points a game. Exactly. You should be able to win games in the NFL doing that as a defense. And to give up 51, now all of it wasn't them. The offense helped a lot. Uh, lots of short fields, got a pick six in there. So it, it, it's to the point now where the writing's on the wall, in my opinion, for Nathaniel Hackett, they cannot bring him back again. Whatever they thought he was, it didn't work. They know you can't get rid of Russell Wilson, so you have to kind of pick the bed you're willing to lie in. And I think Nathaniel Hackett, this job may have been too big, especially from his early season uh, missteps. Well, the thing about Nathaniel Hackett was the thing that they thought that he was, they thought he was the guy that was going to deliver them Aaron Rodgers. And that's what ended up happening with that scenario. So now you end up with this, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. If, if you're hiring a guy, because he's going to bring in somebody else, right? Which is not a unique thing in football, especially in the college level, right? Sometimes you'll hire a guy because you know he's going to help uh, establish a pipeline from a high school to a college or something like that. But you're probably not hiring that guy to be your number one, a number one king of the hill guy, right? You're probably right. hiring that guy to be an assistant coach here or there. And then if he proves himself to be worthy of uh, hacking it, uh, no pun intended, then there you go. But the thing, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, and you saw it. Day one with Nathaniel Hackett with the field goal attempt, and then the the field goal attempt being the second longest in NFL history, and then his like kind of waffle on the decision to me made it seem like all right, look that that started that yeah. started the 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 downfall of what is the Denver Broncos when you lose the trust of number one your quarterback, which he did in that situation, and the locker room. Then you get to the next week. There's clock mismanagement. Then the next week they have to hire somebody to take those responsibilities off his plate. You're stuck, you're, you're stuck with a situation where you have a history of decisions that haven't gone your way, and now you're in a place where everybody's looking, okay, so how do we fix this? And you not being there is is, is, is <laughs> the easiest is, is the easiest fix. That's going to cost you some money, but none of that costs against the cap, so you could just eat that money. New ownership group, they got more than enough. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to find that person that can come in offensively that Russell feels comfortable with. And let me remind you, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers before Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. I'm just saying. So the thing that's I find interesting, yeah, Richard Sherman on his podcast recently came out and was saying that part of the issues in Denver was the coaching staff and that Russ didn't necessarily see that. Pete Carroll and the offensive uh, offensive coaching staff in, around him in Seattle would be able to kind of coach him up out of a slump or coach him around a curve and, and help him see things that maybe he wouldn't be able to see initially. And now you're seeing, it's seeming as if he's missing that now in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett. And But ultimately, I think that is the end of the answer is like Nathaniel Hackett is going to be fired. I thought, honestly, at the start of the season, I thought he was going to mess up some of my first coach fired picks because I didn't expect a first-year coach to get gone he's gone but the thing is here okay here it started as bad as it could have right yeah but you know maybe if if you if we had seen some improvement down this oh, at yeah. some point it down just got the line worse. it just got, it got worse. It, but there's so like it started out bad then it just got worse and you know you're sitting there you're talking about you know if this team if the offense could put up 18 points they'd be the best team in football 
right? It, like, but they just can't. They just can't get to the 18. Like, and so it, it, it kind of reminds me of like a Matt Rule situation where it doesn't ever seem like the results are getting any better. Even though you're saying something in the like, you say something and we're gonna work to get better. We're gonna work to see this. And you know what? Hey. Sometimes wins and losses are may not be the best way to measure how good or bad a team is, right? You know, you look yep. at the Minnesota Vikings and you look at some of the people be like, yeah, that team stinks. Well, they have double digit wins, right? But ultimately, they didn't seem to get any better offensively especially as the season progressed and that to me is the biggest the biggest nail in this coffin because he's a first year guy. He's a first year guy. You are, and look, and I say this all the time. Every great coordinator, defensive, offensive coordinator, doesn't make a great head coach. There's more responsibility that comes with being the head coach. Now you're answering all the questions instead of having to answer to someone. And when you don't have a firm grip on that type of leadership, it could be overwhelming, especially in a place like Denver. They don't, they're not going for this. Right? They were excited to get Russell Wilson, extended him. Before he ever took a snap. Sight unseen, right, based on his history, which I understand. And now you put him in a, in a car. It's like, it's like taking a NASCAR driver and, and, and putting him in a, a, a 84 Datsun. Right. And, 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 and putting him in, 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 in the Indy 500. What, what, what are we doing? Right? Like, it's it's not... That's that's not yeah. what you, you you he can only do so much. And now look, I'm not taking all the blame off Russell Wilson. He is some hot garbage right now. He's unsure. He's making throws that we haven't seen him make. He's the interceptions just one after another after another. Careless too. It, it, it's careless with the ball. Right now, it's a psychological issue. So you got to come, you got to bring somebody in and they got to unpack all of that and do undo all of that and try to get him focused on the reason they brought him there, the reason they extended him. Now, he got an opportunity to do that, but he can't come out here next year and have the same type of year. That's not going to work. Oh, no, I mean, it's not going to work, and it's going to be, yeah, ultimately, this is a results-based business. And he, he'll be sitting this expensive ass on the bench. Or, you know, they'll figure some type of way out to, to, to get out of that contract or, or something. Because if it continues like this, it is probably the worst deal in professional sports, you know, to save some of these basketball contracts. But it's one of the worst deals in pro sports. I do think that Nathaniel Hackett will not be long for the job. I would not be envious of the guy who was going to be next up because I don't you know I I'll just say Russ is getting older you know and then these last couple of years in Seattle were not necessarily the same Russ that we had that when he had Richard Sherman in his defensive backfield and they had a, a Cam Chancellor and they were making those Super Bowl runs you know the, the number two thing after get, getting a coach in there they got to get an offensive line yeah you got to get an offensive line it, it, it's it pains me to watch them uh block what comes with the new coach is calling plays on rhythm. Russell holds the ball way too long to have that type of offensive line. And he dealt with this later in his career in Seattle. When you can't effectively run the ball, then you open yourself up to being hit as a quarterback. No one's, no one's you know, biting up on the play action run. And right. All of these things, when Russell Wilson was great, he had a dynamic running game, 
and a dynamic defense. That is how we were introduced to, to Russell Wilson. Right. And a lot of success came with that. Not having that doesn't bode well for him. And as an organization, you have to understand that. And if you're willing to commit to him in the way that the Broncos have, then you have to build the things around him that make him comfortable and and, and give him an opportunity to be successful. They got receivers. They got tight ends. They have no running game. And they have no offensive line. And, you know, to your point about the coach and kind of being the guy who's supposed to be answering the questions instead of asking the questions or being the guy who's kind of like in charge. I don't know if you saw this today while well, you, you were probably driving in, but uh, Brett Rippon went over to the offensive line after Russ took a sack and was yelling about yelling at the offensive lineman. Dalton Reisner pushed Brett Rippon out of the huddle, like put his hands on his teammate on the sideline, oh, on yeah. national TV. And I don't say that to make it sound as some like, look how out of control these athletes are. I say that to say, look how far this situation has devolved. Yeah, it's 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 a contentious situation. Uh, guys are embarrassed. It, I, a lot of that. Guys are embarrassed. It's It's hard to watch. It's hard for us to watch. Just imagine being there and being a part of. It's the, those guys in the locker room have a lot of pride. And I understand that, and I've been one of those guys, and it's it's difficult. And, I, I mean, they got two more weeks, then it's over. You can lick your wounds, you can go to Cancun, Ibiza, wherever you need to go to get your mind right and expect some, some real changes uh, yeah. coming into OTAs next year. Yeah, this one I know. It, I know it's Christmas Day, and so basketball is a lot of the focus as well. Even though the NFL had a triple header, but this game of all games, Ephraim said to me, one, two, three, Cancun, <laughs> right here. This was the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Week seventeen will be two. Week eighteen will be three. Cancun. Uh, yeah, and they're at they're they're at home uh, versus the Chargers, so you can. You can get out of there Monday night after your exit meeting on 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 Monday morning. Monday night, you can be somewhere sunny and and beautiful, and, and just let this season wash away in the ocean. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'll tell you this: because pretty much everywhere besides where we are right now, from Southern California, seems to be frozen. Oh yeah, covered in snow. It was cold in Miami. Right. Cold in Miami, exactly. So, 40, I mean, 40 something degrees. I'm like, man, that's crazy. So I know those Broncos players will be on the first thing smoking out of Denver uh, very shortly. But coming up next, we'll get into the first game of today the Packers and the Dolphins. A surprising result for some, but uh, this Dolphins team, formerly the greatest show on turf, has fallen off the uh, fallen off the turf the last four weeks. We'll get into it next. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Fox Sports Radio, Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. I know the Grinch was. The Grinch to Los Angeles Rams for sure was the Grinch uh, to the Denver Broncos Christmas plans earlier today. And uh, the Green Bay Packers were the Grinch to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, she said it was cold in Miami. The second coldest game on Christmas, right? Yeah. In Miami. Yeah, and, uh, man. That was, that's, uh, you know something up when, when it's cold in Miami like that. Listen, I mean, right, exactly. And uh, it did not seem to bother the Green Bay Packers as they go ahead and win 26 to 20. But the real thing to me, I get, look, I know everybody's doing this whole, will the Packers make the playoffs? And I mean, I understand I it. God. But it's it kind of like that, right? You know, it's like if they be, if they do make it, they'll be backing into it. Like, are anybody really scared of this team? No, Not, God, please. No. See, no. there you go. No. <laughs> to your point. But my I think the more interesting story, the Miami Dolphins started out this thing eight and three. All right. Yeah. And if you remember the three losses that they had was because Tua Tunga Bailoa didn't start and finish the game, right? And now now ignoring the fact that part there's a reason why he didn't finish. They you know, they're not blocking for him. He's getting killed back there. Anyway, I digress. They've had Tua Tunga Bailoa for the last four of them, and they've dropped all four. Ephraim. Then over the first, you know, you know, six, seven weeks of the season, they're talking about this offense like it's the greatest show on turf, a la uh, the St. Louis Rams of years back. And I'm wondering now, do you feel like this offense is is figured out here, or or what the deal is with the Dolphins as as they've been struggling the last four I, weeks? I think teams um, are resigned to letting Tua try to beat them. Yep. The problem with the game plan that Mike Daniels. Uh, put into place was they started off the game the proper way, rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert, and look, the, the score of the game will tell you everything. It was 26-20 final, but the game was close. Initially, Miami jumped out to, to a, a nice size lead. Turnovers got uh, Green Bay back into it. But Raheem Mostert, started the game with two big dynamic runs. He finished the game with a total of eight carries and 45 yards 
with 5.6 yards per carry. Jeff Wilson came in in relief, only had nine carries for 4.1 yards a carry. So every three carries is the first down. They had a total of 18 rushing yards. That's That's the problem. When you want Tua to sit back there and throw the ball, then he is going to make mistakes. And this game got away from them when they decided we're going to put the ball in the air and continue to attack down the field, opposed to time of possession, gobbling up yards, hitting a big play action here and there. That's how Tua is great. That's what they were doing when they were winning. They've, they're excited. They got happy because Tua does have Waddle and Kaseki and uh, Hill. And, and, you, and you saw on that hill, that crosser to Waddle, where the only person to keep up with him was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like you saw how, just how explosive it can be when it works. Yeah. But you can fall in love with that, and you can leave a lot of yards on the field. And I think that's the problem with the Miami Dolphins, especially in that game today, where it seemingly they had the upper hand and that fumble uh, right before halftime mm-hmm. when it was uh, 20 to 10. Mm-hmm. You go down and you score because Green Bay had a serious issue stopping them. Yep. You go in the half 27 to, to 10, that this is a different conversation. And it's, it's those type of things to where you come out in the second half, you score zero points. You get nothing going. Completely go away from what got you there. And, and, and that's a young coach, inexperienced, dealing with a, 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 a veteran team. It, you know, it seems like for whatever reason – I I have I know that he actually is from the Shanahan tree. I know that he learned football at the knee of Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan and understudied under Kyle Shanahan. I, I know him. He 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 really studied under Gary Kubiak. Okay, because he was a coach's assistant when I was in Houston in '06. He was Mike Sherman, who was an offensive uh, coordinator and O line coach. He was his assistant who he put the the plays in the playbook and he gave us the playbook in the okay. offensive line room. Well, so I I, I know Mike my, I know my, make me and Mike go way 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 so way look, back. So let me ask you when he handed you them plays yeah. back that back in, did they have third and two third and one That's running funny. plays? Did they have that? Did they have third and one running plays? Did they have third and two running plays? Because it seems to me that as soon as he gets into third and one third and two, he's like, you know what? Let's a take a shot. They want to take a shot. It's not second down, bro. They want to take a shot. And I and I understand, but it's just that to me is the thing. Like the way that I like to. I think the most possible, the most successful way to win in football is if can you have a seven, eight minute drive? You're, and I don't know if you can do that and without being able to run the ball for four to five yards effectively, right? And you, and the thing that I don't understand about the Dolphins, when you look at the yards per carry for the individual backs, it'll be four and a half yards a carry, yep. five yards a carry. And I don't understand why if your guy is averaging four and a half to five yards a carry, 
Like, I don't understand how that ends up being the case if, if he's playing. Because why wouldn't you not just run him until the average goes down? Because if you're getting a first down on every other play, what does it matter how you're throwing the ball? Three things can happen when you pass the ball. Two of them are bad. Fair. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Two of them are bad. And when you – you should not, especially at home against a Green Bay team who's been in that – now they're on a little bit of a winning streak, but they're nothing to. They're not yet last year's Green Bay or the year before Green Bay, and the damn sure ain't uh, the last two years. Aaron Rodgers. They shouldn't win the time of possession, right? Especially when you're at home, and it's those little things that a veteran coach understands. Right? Like, I don't care what type of weapons you have on the outside. No, they couldn't cover Waddle. They couldn't cover Hill. But it doesn't matter. Right. What you want to do is you want to possess the ball. You want to protect the ball. You can't have four turnovers and expect to win a game in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing against. And that was the case. They were minus three in the turnover battle. It's hard to beat a team when you're minus three, even if that team is 2 of 14 on third down, which they had uh, Green Bay. With, with that number, you should be like, oh, we – Yeah, you should win we, that game. We, we, we should have won this game, and they let this game slip away. If you force an opponent, to, first of all, to 14, first down, to 14 third downs, and they only convert two of them, that is one that you your defense has got to be sitting there being like, what on earth happened on the other side of the ball? But uh, let's go. Look, Tom Brady's kicked off now. He's got a three-point lead in Arizona. And they got Memphis and Golden State going at it right now. I won't step on the rest of Kevin Wired's update going around with the world of sports. But, uh, Kevin, what's trending right now uh, on Christmas Day? Well, it is the nightcap for the slate of action we had in the NFL. And the Buccaneers and Cardinals just getting started out in Glendale, Arizona. The Bucks getting a 3-0 lead on a field goal. It's now Arizona's first possession of the game. The game we had before this one uh, really wasn't much of a contest. It's mercifully over if you're a Broncos fan as Denver giving their fans a lump of coal this Christmas. It was 51-14 in favor of the Rams. Russell Wilson threw three interceptions. They pulled him in the second half because he struggled. They put in the back of Brett Ripien and he followed that with a pick six of his own. Just an ugly, ugly day all around for the Denver Broncos. 51-14 Again, the final score, the Rams win. The first game of the day, the Packers went down to Miami to face the Dolphins. Green Bay wins it 26-20. They trailed 2013 at halftime, but would score 13 unanswered in the second half. Two early interceptions by Tua Tagovailoa helped the Packers. And with the Dolphins driving down, trying to either tie or win the game, Tua would throw a third interception, and Green Bay able to kneel it down from there as the Packers win it 26-20. As for the NBA, we do have one game going on right now. It's in San Francisco. Matchup between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, and right now it's Memphis on top by a single point, 26-25 with three minutes to go in the first quarter. The Celtics and Bucks was the big matchup, the hype matchup of the day, and it was close at halftime as Boston was up by just a point, but they end up winning by 21 points. They beat the Bucks 139 to 118 as Jason Tatum had 41 points for Boston. The Lakers and Mavericks squared off in Dallas, and the Lakers were up by 11 at halftime, but the Mavericks would outscore them by 30. Yeah. In the third quarter, it was 51 to 21 was the margin in that third quarter. 
the Mavericks had just 43 points in the entire first half combined. That's just how quickly it went south for the Lakers in that game, and Dallas ends up winning it 124 to 115. And in the first game of the day, it was the Sixers and Knicks as Philadelphia holds off New York 119-112. James Harden with 29 points and 13 assists. Back to you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Ephraim and Martin coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Ephraim, you know, Christmas today falls on a Sunday. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. And as a result now, we have a NFL triple header today. Is it, yeah. That has just kicked off. The last leg of that is, as Kevin just told you, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with a three-point lead over Cliff Kingsbury and Trace McSorley. Yo, Cliff Kingsbury looks a little bit like Marr from Home Alone. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Anyway. The wet bandit. Look, I'll put it like this. If Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury had on the coat that Steph Curry had on right now, right. then he really would look like Marvin Steph Curry Home looks like a, a tenured professor at uh, Davidson. Right, exactly. But to, uh, to that point, we're sitting here watching the NFL and the NBA yep. on Christmas Day, a day that used to be formerly reserved strictly for hoops. Yeah. Even, how do you feel about this triple header? The uh, NFL, well, look. You got to remember, Christmas is it's on Sunday this year. Right. It falls. Sunday is the NFL day now. So last year, I felt more of a way when Christmas was on Saturday and the NFL was like, oh, we're going to drop games on Saturday. Right? right. The NBA was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute, man. That's our day. Well, not anymore. So I, I was looking at this game. We have Memphis and, and Golden State in the NBA. And then we have uh, Arizona and Tampa Bay in the NFL. And I'm looking, we have we got plenty of TVs in our studio. But I'm wondering who's watching what? Which team is 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 conquering the ratings? What what league? Are more people watching the NFL game? Or the NBA game, and I think I have an, uh, a a clue of, of how that's gonna go. Yeah, I you know I, I'm a betting man, Ephraim, and you as you know, and I will go ahead and bet the rent on the uh, on NFL doubling probably the viewership I of mean, the I, NBA I'm right now. Triple that thing. Well, I'm being, I'm being I'm trying to be safe. You are. You're being safe with the money. You're being safe with the money. The double right there. I got you. But the the, the real test on when the numbers come out is gonna be because we had a stinker of a game in the Rams and the Broncos game. If the NBA up against with with Giannis and Jason Tatum, the uh, preeminent MVP candidates right mm-hmm. now, if the NBA didn't pull a close like even uh, what, is, what I don't, I, so, I don't even I, I don't know what a close number would be cuz last so. year the NFL outdrew the NBA on Christmas on Christmas Day which was a Saturday yep. five times. Yes. Okay, so maybe let's say if Jason Tatum and Giannis got maybe I don't know two and a half. I don't even think there's there's no way. It's just a complete blowout. I don't know what the NBA does except for just go back to I mean just just eat these years on the calendar. Yeah, it's uh, I I know the NFL desperately doesn't or the NBA desperately doesn't want uh, you know the NFL infringing on Christmas Day, but it is uh. It, it, it's it's going to be interesting now. They don't have to worry about it next year to be on a Monday. 
Just got to well, worry about Monday Night Football. But that's it. That's but, it. Hey, just one you, game. You know what, though, Ephraim? One game late in the evening. But you know what, though? They moved the games to Saturday. I would not be shocked if we see a minimum of doubleheader on Monday night. We've seen it before to start the We've season, too. We've seen it before. And the NFL will do that. They might just. They just do an East-West doubleheader, won't they? They just might what? move oh, a game. On. They'll just have a Christmas Day game no matter what day Christmas falls on. Wednesday football, you know. You know, Friday football, Tuesday uh, I, football. I, you know, I can see it now. the The Jets and the Giants. the The Giants are going to play early on Sunday, or, or Christmas Eve, Monday evening, and then we'll end up we'll end it with like a, a nice Rams Seahawks. <laughs> you know, a, a nice Rams Seahawks for the nightcap. I can see it now. But I think the thing that the NBA could have done and should have done. Well. Because, you know, after 2020, we kind of almost had a reset of the world. Like, yes. there's a new normal, right? A new normal. There's a new normal. There's no going back to what used to be. There's a new normal, right? Now that we're back here in sporting events and, you know, guys are at games and fans are in the stands and all this, right? But there's a new normal. What I would have done, they started the season on Christmas Day a few years ago. I would have taken that Christmas Day and made it opening day for the NBA. That's what I I, I, I said that. I said... The NBA should start on Christmas Day. Number one, you won't have to compete with uh, the World Series or, 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 or playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't have to compete with college football. You don't have to compete with the NFL. All, Unless all you have of, a special scenario but, like this. But all of those things, more people watch that than the NBA. Yep. People don't historically start watching the NBA before Christmas, they watch the Christmas games, but then after the All-Star break is when it really ramps up because you're heading down the stretch and then you have March Madness that puts people in the basketball frenzy mood. So things start to to, to take shape. But prior to that, nobody checking for the NBA, man. Yeah, no, I, my, what I would do, I would have, and you, okay, let's say the NBA still wants Christmas Day to be like this special marquee day. Okay, start the league on Christmas Eve. Start the yep. Start the league on Christmas Ooh, that's Eve. That's nice. I like and that. And then, so then, you know what else happens, like Ephraim? What does what does everybody in America do? All right, as soon as as soon as the turkey's cleaned off the table, turn the TV on, baby. You got Mariah Carey. All she wants for Christmas is you. You know, Frosty the Snowman is coming down. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade ends with a Christmas. Uh, I think I believe the Snowman uh, rolls at the end of that. Okay, so let's just go ahead and pivot all the way into NBA preseason as as the gifts is the season's givings right there. I think that's the plan. And, you know, it pushes your all star break back from Valentine's Day. Right. To right about the start of the March Madness tournament. That that works. So now you're on the all star break in the busiest weekend when you when you have the two basketball eyes like the two basketball. Like if you're a basketball fan, that's where you're the most conflicted. Right. March Madness in the NBA. All right. Cool. You know what? We'll take a break. Have our All Star game. Take a couple days off. Y'all handle this. Uh, you know, that Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. Y'all go watch the college basketball for a little bit. We'll be right back. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause and the other thing I would do if I was the NBA, while well, I'm just fixing the NBA, everybody doesn't have to play in prime time. <laughs> everybody doesn't have to play at 7:30 local. And I think because you don't get the same feeling of the the whip around that you do in the M- in, in, in football at one o'clock Eastern when you're like the witching hour. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the same way in the NBA. Stagger some of these starts. Stagger some of these starts. Let's have some live look ins. Yeah. 
I, I mean, agree. you know, because there's a lot of drama that happens in this league every night, guys. I know we're just focused on the fact that Robert Sarver selling his team and, and you know, Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face. and you know, th- But there's good things that happen, too. That's true. It's a good thing that just happened for Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sack, sack fumble uh, picked up and, and returned uh, for about 20 yards for Tampa Bay. Now it's their ball in a 3 nothing game. Uh over the hapless Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, this is low-key a battle of the more hapless, but right, I, I would true. I would definitely Facts. say that Trace McSorley making his first start since Penn State uh, is not having a Merry Christmas thus far, although it's got to be a dream to be a starter in the NFL today, but that dream might have – I don't know. How do you feel at the end of this? If you get if you get your ass kicked in your first NFL game, do you feel good? Like you got the chance to play in your first NFL game? You do. You have to. Right? You, yeah, you have right? to. I think you would have to. That's got to be a huge personal accomplishment, so I'm not trying to kill him for that. But hopefully they uh, turn this thing around because this is getting late early in Glendale. Coming up next, we'll get into Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the NFL's Persons of the Year. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam with you on Fox Sports Sunday. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill that you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty. Free home delivery. BigGreenEgg.com. Com. Ephraim, you said it. You know, something good happened for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we started this that commercial break. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drive ended before the commercial break did, so they already have uh, given the ball back to Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals. There was a uh, third down run, which was stonewalled at midfield, and then a fourth down run, which meant the same, same exact fate. Thing. Uh, this Tampa Bay team is, you know, I, I know they're leading the division in the South. And and but we shouldn't even count that division. You know what though? I mean, they're going to, and they're going to play a home playoff game. Some think about that. Somebody's going to have to travel down to Tampa to just go play this team in the playoffs. 
Hell, hell, the way it's going, it might be the Panthers. Right. They might be going to, uh, to North Carolina because they're the only team in that division really showing some life. And, you know, ultimately, my takeaway from the Panthers is, A, either Matt Rule was that bad, <laughs> or Steve Wilkes has absolutely earned that job back, and I don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Because this this offense, this Panthers team, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about the – okay, they hadn't scored over 21 points under Matt Rule since since 2020, since fans couldn't go to the game, even. Since fans couldn't go to the game. Okay, and this guy is out there talking about his Jay-Z plan. And, you know, it took Jay-Z seven years. Well, baby, this is the NFL. Wasn't nobody trying to stop Jay-Z from making records. They're trying right. to stop you from winning, okay? Right. And, that, and you know what? It ended up happening that way for him. But it just shows, it, to me, I mean, look, you have the, the carousel at quarterback under Matt Rule the entirety of the time that he was there, right? Because Baker Mayfield was just a cherry on the top. Like, they were running the guys in and out of there like it didn't matter. Uh and then trading away your best player, Christian McCaffrey, to, uh, to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And then Robbie Anderson as well, one of your top receivers. And, gone. You, and you know what? And you know what? Just just talking about the difference between Nathaniel Hackett and Steve Wilkes, Robbie Anderson meltdown on the sidelines. Yeah. You know what Steve Wilkes said? Just get out of here, bro. Wasn't a yell. Wasn't a scream. was like, yo, you got to go. Robbie Anderson left, got traded, and look, and just look. Just look at what's happening with this Panthers team. I agree with you that it, it might be the Panthers coming out of here. It's a big game next week between Buccaneers and, and uh, Carolina. It's going to determine a lot of things, especially if Tampa Bay doesn't win this game. But the the idea to me that the Carolina Panthers are fighting for the division, like I get it. You delete the division, they're all terrible. But this that to me is a Steve Wilkes feathering your cap, my guy, especially after you only had one year to try to do this the first time. Yeah, it's um, – it's one of those situations where, you know, you never know. A guy can have a, 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 a kind of a profound effect on a locker room, on a team that's downtrodden. I mean, you give away your best asset and Christian McCaffrey, one of your top receivers, and, and Robbie. Uh, quarterback, you go back to, to Sam Darnold. So at the three major positions that you need offensively, you all have backups. Yeah. And you're finding a way to to still be in this hunt. You got to respect that. I mean, I I think so. But you know, you talk about this Tampa team. They feel so uninspired when I watch them offensively. That you really, I can think back to the two different times this season where I was like, oh, this is a scary team. And it was the last two minutes of the game against the Rams, and the last two minutes of the game against the Saints, in which Tom Brady, because if he gets into that four-minute, two-minute offense where he's sitting there and he's pointing over there to the slot receiver and he goes over there to tight end and he looks back at the running back and says, hey, come here, son, and he starts doing all this point and shoot. Bro, it's that, dangerous. It could still, and I, you, know, you wonder, it's like it's kind of like, you know, why don't they do it all the time? Why don't they build the whole plan out of the black box, right? Like, why don't they do that all the time? And it's like, well, you know, they get too tired. It yeah, would you would die. As, yeah. as an offensive line, as receivers, you won't be able to keep that up. But when I see that, and I know I have a feeling that this team is probably going to host a home playoff game, it gives me cause for concern for some of these, like the Vikings. You're right. You know, some of these, the the, the, the division winners that are not going to be the Eagles or the 49ers. Like, who's going to finish third in that division? You know, third when the seeding all comes down? I will be concerned. I would not want to play Tom Brady coming into this postseason. I mean, uh, you know, uh, regular season results be damned. He only got to win one game. 
Yeah, so it, it'll it'll probably fall to Dallas, maybe. Yeah, Dallas. And so Dallas may have to go to uh, wow, wouldn't that be something? I tell you right now, if Oof. Dallas goes, if Dallas goes to Tampa, I think Dallas would be like maybe a four and a half point favorite, and I think I would take the Bucks. I think I would take the Bucks to keep it within a field goal. I think a lot of people would. So you get a buy there. You have Minnesota. It'll be some combination of Philly. Yeah. Frisco taking on the, uh, yeah, the Giants. As it stands right now, Dallas would have to go to Tampa Bay. I mean, that's that right there. You want to talk to me? Whoa. Everybody's looking at the Packers as this scary wild card team. If they sneak in, how terrible. I mean, how, you know, you wouldn't want to see them. I'll tell you this. I don't want to see Tom Brady because I've seen Aaron Rodgers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, we've seen that when he's had home field and, uh, you know, everything is going his way and he lays an egg. He's, He's done that quite a few times the last several years. Yeah, and right now he's driving down the field now. Russell Gage with a nice stiff arm, first down Tampa Bay. We'll get into that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that faces the NFL next. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. That's right, 13-year NFL veteran <laughs> Ephraim Salam. And little old me, Martin Weiss, in with you for two more hours on this Christmas Day. I uh, appreciate you tuning in with us wherever you are. Hope you're safe, hope you're warm, and I hope you're traveling uh you know, with a with good sense about you. You know what I'm saying? It's Christmas Day. Good Enjoy. luck at the airports, man. They canceling flights for my father will be passing through LAX uh, shortly. I gotta go pick him up later on tonight. So good luck to him as well. He had a layover in Utah, which has got to be the coldest place on the planet right now. It feels like apparently the United States of America is frozen over. But we're broadcasting yeah, live. It was 80 today here. Yeah, 80 today here. This is about to say the only place that is not frozen over is where we are now. Broadcasting live from the top. TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Now, you know how uh, Time Magazine, Ephraim, comes out with the you know, person of the year? Yes. Right? You know, sometimes it's not always a compliment that being named the person of the year. No. It's the, like the most polarizing, I guess. It's, I think it's the most talked about, most yeah. discussed, most, you know, most. Uh, the top of the headlines, right? Mm-hmm. So the athletic comes out with their NFL persons of the year. Okay, right? you know, this is end of best of wrap up. Yeah, everybody's posting their Spotify it, raps. You know, this is the time to do this type of stuff. Is I guess. it supposed to be singular or is it supposed to be multiple people every year? I, I personally feel like you should just have a person, person of the year, because okay. when you have multiple persons, then you have then you have people. Right, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the year. NFL people of the year. Yes. Now that's just talking about NFL players, right? So I think they should have narrowed it down to one, but you know, here we are. They they decided to pick two, but my problem is this: if you're going to pick two, how is it that Josh Allen is 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 anointed as the second guy? Like I I don't understand here what we're looking at in terms of. A, I understand he's incredible to watch. Tons of fun to yeah, watch. Yeah. I mean, real rough and tumble type of guy, right? In the in the best sense of the word. Because I think actually rough and tumble can't be an insult in football, right? He's <laughs> probably like that for every single player that you could find. Right. But 
I'm going to need Josh Allen to hoist a single piece of hardware. You pick any single piece of hardware before I can name him the face over in the league over a Lamar Jackson who has an MVP, over a Joe Burrow who has an AFC championship game, uh, an AFC championship win, mm-hmm. and a hell of a playoff run. Okay? I mean, I mean, it's just like I'm not understanding. Like, Patrick Mahomes, I get it. If Patrick Mahomes got hit by a bus tomorrow, God forbid, he's got a Hall of Fame case right now. Today. With his yes. stats and everything he's done right now, he's got a Hall of Fame case. Josh Allen does not. No. He's not even close. I just don't under and 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 in some of the arguments that, that people make among this, like, okay, leadership skills have helped Mahomes and Allen reach elite levels as a franchise quarterback. Humility make ranks among their common traits. Have you seen Jalen Hurts? Speak to it. Have you seen him? Speak to it. Have you seen Jalen Hurts go in the postgame of a team that's 11-1 and at the time? Speak to it. And tell the media to ask him questions about the opposing defense. Did I like why? Because it's like I respect those guys. That's who I'm preparing against. 11 and 1, Jalen. I mean, at the, at the time they asked that question. Hey, man. Yeah, I just don't. What you do make we, a, You make a hell of a point. You know, I just don't. How does someone like Jalen Hurts get looked over? You know, and, and, and if you want to look over Jalen Hurts for, you know, Lamar Jackson won an MVP in this league, okay, I can get that. Or maybe you want to look over for Joe Burrow, who's had a Super Bowl appearance, I can get that. Uh, so and, and it's just but the Josh Allen of this I don't understand. Well, there's a love affair with the NFL and Josh Allen. We saw the same love affair with Ben Roethlisberger, right? The same build, same type, same tough, rugged, play in any weather. The jumps he's made from year one, two to three, now to year four. Josh Allen is is what the NFL is supposed to be. Sure. So when you look at Philly and you look at Jalen Hurts, this was a – I mean, they were talking before the season like this was a make-or-break year for Jalen Hurts. Like, we need to figure out who he is or we got to move off of him. The narrative was this team right here is a Super Bowl-ready team if the coach and quarterback can keep up, right? The defense is there. The skill players were there. A.J. Brown, so on. And, you, and, and, and yes, the coach and the quarterback kept up. Yes. Yes, big time. And, you know, what Philly has been able to do under the leadership of Jalen Hurts has been miraculous. I mean, they clearly have the best team in the league. Even without Jalen Hurts playing against the Cowboys at full strength yesterday was, I, I mean, they were there. They were in that game. And that's a testament to that type of team. Gardner Minshew came out and almost threw for 400 yards. The two interceptions really hurt the team. But it took Dallas every single thing they had to pull that game off. And if Jalen Hurts is playing, it's not even close. In my opinion, I mean that was my takeaway. I think Gardner Minshew can spin it. I think he's probably one of the best, one of the best, if not the best, backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. and I think that shows you the drop off. 
Right, that shows you what it would have because I mean, it shows you the drop off between somebody who is arguably the MVP of the league. I had Mahomes as the MVP for mm-hmm. my dollar, but I mean, I'm not about to sit here and argue with you vehemently if you tell me that you think Jalen Hurts is the guy. Right, I think it's one and two, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, then, I would, I would lean, I would, I would, I would give it to Jalen, just based on what he had to do for this team. Right. Right. People thought Philly would be good, but not great. And so just looking at what he's been able to do from a leadership standpoint is tremendous. Right? You you look at his pl- passing completions, his, you know, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions, um his rushing yards, almost 800 yards rushing. Five yards, uh, 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 carry mm-hmm. 13 touchdowns. So that's 35 touchdowns he's accounted for this season. I mean, t- to me, that has MVP written all over it. it I'm not saying I, again, it, the arguments are strong for Jalen Hurts. The thing I would say though, the only reason I had Mahomes, well, the main reason why I had Mahomes is the offseason. Like the big offseason acquisition for the Eagles, getting AJ Brown, huge. That was, I mean, that was huge. And you, well, that got the Tennessee uh, GM fired, fire. right? <laughs> so, exactly right. So you had you know the AJ Brown, and then you know Devontae Smith is also you know a, I mean, the guy won the Heisman in, in the quarterback era, right? So he's no slouch by any stretch. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs' big offseason acquisition was the loss of Tyreek Hill, right? You know. Goodness gracious, John Morant just tried to murder a man. Oh, God, John Morant needs to be arrested. It's Christmas Day, John. He needs to be arrested. How could you do this on Christmas? He tried to dunk on. I, I can't see who it was. It wasn't Clay. It was some 40 for the Warriors. Who Lamb? That? I'm not sure who that is. Who is that guy? That, but uh, Lamb, that is Lamb. Well, Lamb will be on the back of a poster. Uh, man, <laughs> Lamb was... will be on a poster board shortly. Look, he talking to him. He's like, I, look, all I just tried to jump over him like a bird, man. I just tried to put him on a poster. I, I just—it's bold that Lamb was over there. I would have—I had to get up out of there if I was uh, if Anthony Lamb. How about that? Out of Rochester, New York, on a two-way contract, uh, formerly of the Vermont Catamounts. Well, Anthony, we just all saw you. Welcome, welcome to the, to the ML, league. Welcome player. to the NBA moment on uh, on national television on the NBA's biggest day. So there you have that. And uh, you know what? A shout out to my cousin Peyton Weiss. Who designed the commercial? I found this out today. She designed the commercial uh, with Ja Morant and his daughter okay. unveiling the new shoe today. Okay. So there's a commercialist out there. You see it on social media. My cousin had something to do with that, people. Shout out. Okay. So everybody's saying, Martin, when are you getting started? <laughs> and I'm trying, Jennifer. I'm, I'm trying to get it done, all right? I'm trying to get it done. But just and to, to put a pin on the Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Josh Allen conversation. We have too much of a uh, uh, focus or whatever on rings, right, on yeah. championships, and, you know, not necessarily the path it took to get there. Like, the fact that people would disparage people for winning in it, like losing a Super Bowl means you won a conference championship, right? So, yeah. like, like it, there's levels to all of this. But if there is somebody – who I would look at as the corollary to Patrick Mahomes right now, if Patrick Mahomes is Superman, who's his Lex Luthor? 
the answer is sitting in Cincinnati, not Buffalo. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, man, smoking Joe. Don't care nothing about no Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, road, home, any of that. Not He don't give one good damn, nor does he care about Tom Brady. He's like, yeah, I'm, that's Tom and I'm Joe. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't care about he doesn't care about none of this stuff. And like the idea that like and to me, if I'm sitting there and I'm in Cincinnati, I'm like, cool, cool. Keep underrating. Like keep, yeah. keep sleeping on us. Keep sleeping. Keep sleeping on us. Cause you know who's the third seat in the AFC right now? <laughs> this uh, the suit the AFC conference uh the the defenders. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's who's the third seat. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Is to me, in my opinion. Is the most dangerous team in the AFC. I may be the league. I'm with you, bro. And the reason is number one, experience. Mm-hmm. Right? They've they ex- been there and they won, so they know they can do it again. And normally you see teams that lost the Super Bowl. I've been a part of a team that lost the Super Bowl. There's a hangover there. So when they started 0 2, the notion was oh, okay. This is the hangover, right? They lost those two games by a combined six points. And I uh, have you right? remember that was the jumbled offensive. It was the yep. sacks, sacks, yep. sacks. Yep. Trying out this new offensive line. So they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They are nine and one in their last ten games. And they're quietly just mowing people down. They have a huge game next week against the Buffalo Bills at home. And they finish off with the division opponent, the Ravens. Two big games. Now, maybe people are counting them out because those are two big games. And, you know, you say you split, they're one and one. I think they win both of those games. And now, if that's the case, they're sitting at 13 and four, and this AFC picture is is completely it looks completely different now. Look, I they, mean, they've hit they've hit their stride. They've hit their stride. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out because whew, man, Cincinnati's dangerous, brother. Look, I'll tell you this. Joe Burrow, in his career, is 24-6 and against the spread versus teams with a winning percentage of 40% or higher. Now, I know it's not against the spread is not necessarily a win. Right. Because sometimes he may be an underdog in that game. But you know what that means? That means in 24-30 games against teams with above 500 records, he keeps it close. Oh, he in there. He's either going to win it or keep it close. And if he does win it, he's going to win it by the margin that everybody thought he was going to. I mean, it's just it's just they are the, they are dangerous. Just go ahead and continue to continue to sleep on this Cincinnati Bengals team. The thing I like the most about the Bengals when you look at these four seeds, or they're going to win the, their divisions in the AFC or the you know the uh, I'm sorry, the, the seven teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the in the AFC. The Bengals have both the ability and the wherewithal to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to, even if it doesn't work initially, they're going to stick with it. They're going to continue to give the ball to Mixon and P. Ryan. Whereas the Bills, they, they don't believe in running the ball. The Chiefs, Andy Reid, 
if it works early, he'll keep doing it. But you know, we all know that Andy Reid wants to throw the ball at Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's they do. just the the Bengals. To me, to your point earlier, you made earlier in the show about being able to run the ball four or five yards of carry. That helps a lot in this game of tug of war that we call football. But yeah, it does. Coming up, coming up next, I want to get back into that uh, that that Broncos loss and this. Because there's another side of it. Former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield looked all right. I mean, is this the resurgence of Baker coming up next? We'll get into that. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, Fox Sports Radio. Martin Weiss and Ephraim Salam coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios on a Fox Sports football Sunday on a nice Christmas day. It is not a happy Christmas for Tom Brady right now. And the Arizona Cardinals has had an illegal shift wiped and Julio Jones touchdown off the board after they went for it on fourth down. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now stuck in the red zone. I'm not sure the down, but they're 10 yards. Third down and 10 right now. Illegal shift Ooh, after Brady fumbles the snap. Julio Jones touchdown wiped off the board and uh, third and nine. We're coming uh, third and nine. We'll see right here what Tom Brady's able to do against the Arizona Cardinals with 9.30 left in the second quarter. And Kevin Wire will have everything else in the world of sports going on at the bottom of the hour. But Ephraim, let's go back to earlier today because obviously the low-hanging fruit is... Another flag on a, on a oh. on first down throw. Yo, you know what? Honestly, this is my issue with this Buccaneers oh, team. When I tell you that, offense. oh my god! When I tell you that this Buccaneers team is uninspiring, <laughs> this is what I mean. You had a touch, uh, illegal, uh, uh, illegal shift, which I mean, it felt like the snap came early because Brady is, is is playing juggles with it as soon as, and then he gets it out to Julio, and the illegal shift is done. Boom! Next play, Tristan Wirfs holding. Now it's going to be what third? It was third and nine before, so now it's third and twenty. I mean, it's just come on, guys. Third and nineteen from your own. Th- uh, it's just this is not this is not sustainable for this Buccaneers team. This is not like, and you know what? Too this thing bothering me. Tom, Tom Brady is not done. Like he like when you sit like when you look at him make the reads and make the throws. Like we said, when he's running on that four minute offense, yeah. he can get it done. But right here, right now, as he checks it down to Fournette for like seven to eight yards, they're going to be in field goal range, I guess. But this this offense is just completely and totally uninspiring to me. Yeah, I mean it's it it's deep into the second quarter and it's they have three points. Tom Brady offense has three points. They're averaging, I believe, fifteen points a game, which is uh, they averaged thirty last year, thirty one the year before. They're averaging fifteen points a game. Tom Brady's the quarterback. And you know, right? And, so, well, you know, anytime you're going against Trace McSorley you know, on the other side, you got to make sure you're collecting points, come right? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we talking come about? Come on, right? Like, you're you're playing against the fourth string Arizona quarterback, fourth string quarterback in his first NFL start. It's just, you, you you said it right. It is un unexpiring, inspiring. It's uninspiring. It's just that's exactly right. It's just, Stuff to watch. It's tough to watch. This is tough to watch, you know. And it's, I was kind of glad when I, when Brady announced his retirement. Uh, I, I knew it. When I knew he, you knew he was coming, coming back, coming off of that game. I said, nothing about Tom Brady, to me, said that's the way he was going to end his career, losing that game the way he did. Yeah, 
I was like, it, no way. Then he comes out, Adam Schefter preempts his retirement thing. He retires, what, four weeks later, six weeks later, five weeks later, whatever. Yep. He's back. I, mean, I just, I just, it didn't feel like that was the the last we saw of Tom Brady, especially coming off the year he had. I just, you know, you rarely get to pick your time to go, right? You don't, you, like most of the time, I, lot, yeah. most athletes, they, they get retired, right? They don't get too retired. They get retired because somebody stops calling, mm-hmm. right? They stop calling. And so I thought that maybe he was like, you know what? I went and I got my 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 post Belichick ring. I'm good. Like you know what I'm saying. I, I I'll play this contract out. I'm good. But when I see him out here, and because I didn't think his talent was the reason why he would want to retire, so I thought maybe it was the idea we want to get on with life and so on and so forth. Well, you know his life has changed in a very public eye in the same way, in a very public way that we've seen. But it, 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 I just can't. Well, he he mortgaged everything. He he coming back. You know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he pretty much tore at home up. So I have a, I have a theory because you to your point of there was nothing about that game that made you feel like Tom Brady wouldn't want to walk away, right? But especially yep. in the way he played, he yep. played well. You know, he just didn't play well enough in the defense. You know, but anyway, I feel like he initially retired. Or the, I should say that the plausible thing that makes sense to me, is he initially retired with an effort to try to quote unquote save his marriage. Right. Well, and I think then, that was the agreement. I think the agreement was, "Hey, this is, I'm gonna play one more year, and then I'm done." But then he got, reti- and, and then it he, didn't end the way he yeah, wanted. He thought right. it was gonna end. So then the question is of, well, maybe I'll go do one more. And then she was like, "Nah, I'm good, bro. So I th- I'm good." It, like he was, he split, and he's like, he hung him up for a second, said, "You know what? I'll try this home life," and then it didn't work, and now he's back. But like, I, you know. I try not to rate that into why he's playing poorly or well. Because, like, there's 22 guys on the field at any given moment in time, and I don't know the marital status of not one of them. <laughs> right. I don't know if they married. I don't know if they divorced. I don't know if their girl kept them up last night yelling and screaming and hollering. I don't know if they, you know, they could be gay for all I know. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? So so I, I don't pretend to make it out to be, like, you know, an excuse or whatever. But it's just an interesting case in point because he is somebody who has been playing in this league for 23 years all right Tom Brady's football career can legally drink alcohol you know what I'm saying so and this is the most losses he's had in his career right now at eight and it's just it's you know it's I guess nobody gets to pick their time but I wish he had picked last year because we wouldn't be talking about him like this we wouldn't be discussing him in this way and he could have kind of rolled off into the sunset but Kevin Wyard will update us on what's going on in this game and everything else going on around the world of sports. John Morant just tried to kill a man, Kevin. What's trending? Yeah, right now they're in action in San Francisco and John Morant having an outstanding game. 22 points. It's also the James Poole show for Golden State, also with 22 points. And right now it's the Warriors on top by 10. It's 64-54 with about 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Other NBA action, we had the big matchup of the day in Boston, the Celtics and Bucks. This was only a one-point Boston lead at halftime, but they end up beating Milwaukee by 21, 139-118. to Earlier today in Dallas, the Lakers and Mavericks squared off. L.A. had an 11-point lead at halftime, but the, but the Dallas Mavericks outscored the Lakers 
by 30 points in the third quarter. 51 to 21 was that margin. The Dallas Mavericks only had 43 points in the entire first half combined. And with that big third quarter, they end up winning at 124 to 115. The first game of the day saw the Philadelphia 76ers hold off the Knicks 119-112. James Harden with 29 points and 13 assists. Over in the NFL, we've got the third game of the triple header going on right now in Glendale, Arizona. It's just been a field goal contest so far. They're halfway through the second quarter, and it's 6-3 in favor of Tampa Bay. Earlier NFL action for Bronco fans, this one was mercifully over as Denver gave their fans a giant lump of coal for Christmas. They get blown out by the Rams 51 to 14. Russell Wilson with three interceptions. They pulled him for Brett Rippian. He would throw a pick six. And for a team that's had its struggles on offense but still had a pretty solid defense, it was it was an ugly, ugly game. Just to tell you how bad it was for Denver today, the Rams entered today with the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL out of 32 teams. With the exception of the last drive of the game in which the Rams kneeled down to run out the clock, they scored on every single possession, wow. whether it was a touchdown or a field goal. Uh, that's, that's how much of a good day it was for the Rams and how much of a bad day it was for the Denver Broncos. The Packers went to Miami to face the Dolphins and Green Bay. They were trailing by a touchdown at halftime 2013, but they scored 13 unanswered. Tua Tagovailoa had two key interceptions, one in the third, one at the beginning of the fourth. And Green Bay able to take advantage. They had a 13-10 lead. They made it 16-10 with just a couple of minutes to go. Tua would throw a third interception of the half uh, on the last chance that the Dolphins had to try to either tie or win the game. So a uh, terrible second half in Miami as Green Bay wins it 26-20. Back to you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Martin and Ephraim coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM Sunday mornings, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, we take you live all the way up to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And that's presented by BetMGM. So Kevin Wire just said it. The Rams, Ephraim, scored on every single possession that they wanted to. That's hard to do, man. On every single possession that they wanted to. That's, that's really hard to do. Now, I know that things are in dire straits in Denver. We touched on the, the quarterback and the coach controversy and probably Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, hopefully he's renting that buy-in in, in the Denver area because he'll be out of there shortly, uh, we both think, right? Probably uh, yes. before next season, uh, there will be I massive changes. I think in three weeks or two weeks uh, in a day – we will see the last of Nathaniel Hackett as a Denver Bronco head coach. A nice uh, Black Monday. Black Monday. A Black Monday firing. So there you have it. But there was another side of this thing. The Super Bowl defending <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, right? I mean, obviously, your expectations for that team at the start of the season, much higher than they would be at this point in the season. You know, one of the weakest, if not the weakest, attempt to defend a Super Bowl uh, in recent memory, if not NFL history. However, after Matthew Stafford and John Wolford signing Baker Mayfield on waivers, they have. That ninety-eight yard drive at the end of the, at the end of the Thursday night game, mm -hmm. and now hang up a fifty burger. Do you think Baker Mayfield has a future or is the future in Los Angeles? No, 
as Matthew Stafford may retire with the neck injury. I don't think he'll retire. If he does, I think they sign Baker Mayfield to a moderate contract and to find the replacement. So at this but point, it, Baker's it, a bridge. But yes, but if Matthew Stafford comes back, then Matthew Stafford would be, oh, interception. Tom Brady just threw a pick. And, you know, honestly, they run it back. That's the only way y'all going to score. <laughs> it was a ugly, ugly Well, pick. he got hit. He got, uh, he I, got uh, he did, hit uh, uh, when he... To th- when he went to throw the ball. The throw was effective, but I say it's an ugly situation because he's throwing the ball in a double coverage. Yeah. And it looked like Evans was the intended receiver on the play. Evans had to flip around to try to see where the ball well, was. They, remember when that uh, their left tackle got carted off? I said, that's not good. Yeah, Pressure see, came yeah, from right. over the left tackle. Came over uh, the left tackle, yep. Mike Evans essentially was double covered. The ball was underthrown because of the pressure from the left tackle. Uh, There's an interception and a run back. Looks like they took it from about the uh, three just yard south line. of the five, yeah, yeah to, to about, about the fifty yard line or forty yard line somewhere in that neighborhood. Man, well, I tell you what, this Tom Brady don't this don't remind me of some, the time we used to see, man. I think that well, the the thing about Brady right now is it's just golly seven interceptions in his last six games, That's... one in the first nine this season. I mean, I think we're seeing the days of you know you, you know Tom Brady just being able to take you and me. Well, you know, I apologize, Ephraim. I didn't mean to say that. Me, 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 and everybody else. Me and Chris and Bo, because you actually might have been able to go out there and do it as a high level pro athlete. <laughs> but he couldn't take uh, me and Chris and the and our board ops and our producers to go out there and, and still get first downs. I think that that day has now. I mean, the day that day passed, in in when it was in New England, <laughs> right? You know, kind of like you know they. But now it is really and when you get older, when, like you 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 got to have the, the right help. Yes, Tom Brady, a young Tom Brady. Could plug could figure it all out. He could he could cover up for a lot of shortcomings, but the older a player gets, the more you. Case in point, the Lakers right now with LeBron James, a young LeBron James didn't need a stacked team around him. He could take a Cleveland team with Booby and Delavadova and all of that to the finals, mm-hmm. right? And he he was just that great of a player, but in his older age, he's still a great player. But now you need shooters. Now you need somebody else to bring the ball up so he doesn't spend that much time on the ball. Now you need defenders so he doesn't have to the de- 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 guards are the best uh, offensive uh, player. This is what happens. Like, you can have an older quarterback who's still great or an older basketball player who's still great. Kareem was great so long in his, in his elder years because of Magic Johnson, worthy. Byron Scott. Yeah, all we had to do was just dump it down to you, Kareem. You hit the hook on him, right? But though that dynamic talent around him is the same with Tom Brady. You need it. First of all, you got to have an offensive line. You don't have an offensive line. Good luck, man. You just you just messing around. Yeah, I said figure it out initially. What I should have said was he doesn't cover everybody else's mistakes. He no, is no longer the makeup. No. When I say figure it out, I meant he was figuring out the bad offensive yep. line. He would figure out that fact that, you know, he's losing guys here and there. You know, he'd figure out, like like Patrick Mahomes has figured out how to be effective offensively without a deep threat like Tyreek Hill. 
right? You know what I'm saying? He's figured out how to be effective, how to put the ball in the end zone still with that being the case. And it's just Tom Brady is not at a point right now where he's going to be able to do that. And, I mean, that's not a knock because Tom Brady is at a point right now where everybody else in his draft class is retired. And everybody else in the draft class before that is retired. retired. And everybody else in the draft class before that one is retired. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, I don't know, 23 years? I don't know if there's any 19-year vets in the NFL. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. No, I I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is 18. Okay, so there you go. Uh, But I don't know of any 19-year vets in the league. And if they are, they're definitely playing quarterback. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he, or a kicker, or maybe a maybe a long snapper, or something of that nature. Yep. I know Dom Muehlbach for the Lions had a really, really long run, but you know what? It wasn't twenty three seasons. It wasn't twenty three seasons. No, but hmm. tra- yeah, but as we see here, Arizona goes th- four, uh, three and out, or maybe they got a first down, but ultimately it really didn't matter if they did or not because as, as much as we're talking about uh, Tom Brady and him not being able to do that Trace McSorley could never do that um, um, just point out Mercedes Lewis is a 16 year NFL vet okay he plays tight end so. uh, he caught a, he, so got, yeah, he, he, he went off today yeah caught a couple yeah, of big, big big passes today they have two touchdowns just one yeah, I know no. he had the one in the uh, yeah I know he had, he had the, one and I know he had a, another big uh, third down uh, catch yeah, but I mean, but, yeah. but to your point, though, I mean, the list is short. You feel me? The list is really short. A lot of special teams guys, like Jason Hansen, 21 years. Kicker, though. See, but, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You, you know, a guy yeah. who's going to be playing what, a lot. What about Matthew Slater? How long has he been in? I know he's, oh, he's been in for a trip. I know he's been in for forever. The the Patriots, he's a he's, special teams guru. Matthew Slater. Like he, Let's see. Think of, sound like he. I remember him he came playing. out in 08. In yeah, 08. so like 14 years. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, he was playing when I was playing. Jeez Louise. I was in high school. And I've been out the game for since t- uh, 2010. Damn. You know? who is it? So who is still, like, I guess, no, 2010, there's probably a ton of still guys that are super active uh, from your draft class, no? Mm-mm. No? No. No. I, I don't believe so. I'm going to look it up in the break. No, because they, they would Let's be older see. than Brady. Good point. Because Brady came in two years after I did. Ah, good point, good point, good point. Yeah, they would I be just the did oldest. did the math wrong. My they bad. Would, they would be the oldest in the league, yeah. They would be the oldest in the league. That's I Now, did the we math all at home, fault, man, with kids. Some of us got grandkids and all of that stuff, man. Grandkids, huh? Some some of them, not me. They don't. Well, I guess if you, if you start early enough. You start early. If you start early enough. Well, I mean, Lord. <laughs> That is wild. Start early about. enough. The crazy thing is, my good friend Chester Pitts, who I played with in mm-hmm. Houston, he's a granddad, but he started early. He had a child, and his he had a, his daughter when he was in college. And so, so how old is he now? His forties? Yeah, he uh, Chester's what forty three. Well, shout out to you, granddad, granddaddy, grandpappy. Uh, shout out to you, Chester on Christmas Chester Day. Pitts. I'm hoping that you uh, you got you had to get gifts for daughter and, and granddaughter. Yep. How about that? All right, grandpappy. All right, coming up next on Fox Sports Radio, we'll get into more of the football and some of the basketball that's on the slate today on this Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all. Martin Weiss, Neil from Salam, coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! 
I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare fox sports radio Martin weiss e from salam and with you Presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats flavor of live fire cooking on the Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill that you ever own, and it's backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty. Free home delivery. BigGreenEgg.com. Now, I hope that everybody listening to me right now is having a happy and a Merry Christmas. But even one guy that may not be right now, Jets wide receivers coach Miles Austin. His face is looking down the barrel of a year-long suspension because he said he was gambling. They said he was gambling on professional sports. That was not the NFL, but professional sports nonetheless, which is against the rules in the National Football League uh, for players and coaches. Now, there's kind of a uh, a sentiment that you know the game is brought to you by FanDuel, presented to you by Brett MGM. You know. Bet Fred is behind some of these people when they're doing their post game out their post game press conferences. Why can't he gamble? My response to that, Ephraim, would be, all right, well, it's also brought to you by Coors Light. You don't show up to work drunk, right? <laughs> That's good. It's also brought to you by Coors Light. What Bud Light, Budweiser was that was a, the, one of the biggest Super Bowl commercials ever. You know what you didn't do that day? The next day, go to work drunk. You can't. Gamble on things that you are involved in if you want those things to remain, to have the air of impartiality, to have the air of integrity, because that's all of this falls apart if we do not believe that everybody's trying to win. And I know that tanking is a thing and it's a, it's a, it's a thing that exists, right? But why do people tank, Ephraim? To put themselves in better, better positions position to, to win. win. Okay, that is what the bottom line of this deal is. And you cannot, you cannot, you cannot wager on sports that you are involved in. If you are a professional sport athlete or coach, there's a ton of perks that come with that. Leave the gambling for for suckers like me. (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, that was the NFL's biggest concern. When they embrace, when you know, in, in embracing Vegas and sports betting, because all sports league, the number one thing that they want to keep 
untouched is the integrity of the game, right? Because then you become pro wrestling. You can't, you don't ever want to call into question the integrity of the game from players, from coaches, officials, owners, any of that. That's the number one thing that will drive a commissioner ownership crazy is when you start losing fans because you don't, they don't believe that the product that you have out there on the field is fair and impartial. Yeah, I mean, and being and and, and betting on that, being a member of of the NFL, that is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, and just the idea that you could be involved in that it really frustrates me. And Miles Austin, you're pretty. That's pretty dumb. That's stupid. It's really dumb. I would say NFL. Okay, I understand you. You're taking this hard line against some of your players. You're going to need to take a hard line also on some of coaches who are playing fast and loose with this injury report. Mm. Ephraim, do you know the history of the injury report in the NFL? Mm -hmm. It started in 1946 after the NFL championship game. Burt Bell, who was the commissioner of the NFL at the time, was concerned that two different New York Giants fullbacks had been approached by gamblers Mm. to try to be hurt, right, to fake injury. Going into going into this game and it, and it ended up messing with the gambling lines. Yes, folks, that's right. Back in nineteen, back in World War II, after World War II, they were betting on sports. Since the history of the beginning of sports, they bet on it. All right, so just know that. Yeah. But this right here is the reason why the injury reports exist. The reason why commissioners of sport exist in general. Kennesaw Mountain Landis was brought in to fix baseball from all the gamblers. Right. So. If we're going to embrace gambling in these sports leagues, yes, stick hard and fast. If you're involved, you can't do it. However, on the backside, let's keep honest with these injury reports mm-hmm. because how is it that I bet on the Falcons to win the division? Marcus Mariota all of a sudden has a season-ending knee injury, hmm. never took a hit, and apparently, according to Arthur Smith, it's been bothering him all year. Right, uh, so I mean, where was it on the injury report? Yeah, that's true. I need to see some of the recompense coming back because if you're going to get involved with this in this business, more than football players are affected. The fans like me are too. Coming up next, more Tom Brady after the break. Fox Sports Radio. That's right. Ephraim Salam, Martin Weiss, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. We'll help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road as a protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. And you, yeah, you, out there, you, welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate. Presented by the Big Green Egg, nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill that you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com with a lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Well, Ephraim, the Eagles laid a big green egg yesterday. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> as the Cowboys, as they lose, Gardner Minshew had him on the doorstep. He went right there, but we're not able to pull out the win. Much to the chagrin of producer Bo behind the glass. He was sick in his stomach. I could see it in his face yesterday as, as the Cowboys took care of the Eagles. And, and it, it forces me to ask you this question. Jalen Hurts, 
you know, one or two in the MVP conversations, depending on where you have them, out with a sore shoulder, sprained shoulder. When are you getting Jalen Hurts back into the fold if you feel pressure to do so? <clears throat> I don't know if you feel pressure. I think the work that they've done up to this point and where they are at 13-2, and two, you got two games left. You got the Saints and you got the Giants. I don't let them play against this. All you have to do is win one game to lock up the division. I mean, the conference. Yes. To get the bye. To get the bye. I don't, I don't play them, the Saints. I was extremely satisfied with how Minshew played against the top-rated defense of the Dallas Cowboys. You scored 34 points with the backup quarterback in. Right. That's amazing. So I, I let Minshew start against the Saints, and they win that game. I bring Jalen Hurts in uh, the, the, the New York, the, the, the Giants game, the last game of the season, for a quarter. That's just exactly let, what I was going to say. Just to, let him get, just to let him get a little bit of something and then take the rest of that game and the bye week to heal up and, and, and be ready for the second season, which is the playoffs. Yeah, that was kind of where I ended on it because I thought, you know, and I'm I'm no doctor, but I play one on the radio. Uh, it it <laughs> seemed that Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury, it reminded me a lot of the one that Christian McCaffrey got. And it was a sprained AC joint, which, if you know, you can play through if you're a running back, receiver, whatever, but quarterbacks having to throw the ball consistently, it is, gonna, it is going to ruin your ability to throw the ball. And when I saw him go down initially, first glance – Okay, I'm talking about he stayed in the game. I was like, yo, he's done. And then I saw him get up and I was like, okay, maybe I'm maybe my eyes are lying to me, but I thought that that the the hit that he took in that Bears game is the exact hit that's roughing the passer if it had been in the pocket. To in order to it's, right, it's the way right. that he, the body weight landing on it now. So I thought that it was going to be almost at that point, I thought it was going to be gone for a minute. I see him finish the game and then come out that he, you know, has a sore shoulder. The, this is the exact reason why you invest in your backup quarterback position. I do not understand why it seems to me that football teams have contingencies at every single position except for the position that's the most important on the field. <clears throat> because it's expensive. I understand that, but it's always losing. <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. Losing I get it. is expensive because you'll have as you lose. You lose your ability to earn more money because you get fired and you get to end to that contract. But you know what? I mean, you're not going to get the same back. I don't. I. 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 Like when Gardner Minshew was available. Yeah, that's a good point. Last year, first of all, the guy was taking reps with Trevor Lawrence in practice, which is a joke in in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. It was splitting reps. Who's going to be the starter? This the backup quarterback, you know, who beat out Nick Foles or the number one overall pick. All right, that's just that was a stupid conversation, and I think we've proven that. You know, Urban Meyer is no longer running the show down there. But when he got available for a sixth round pick, I don't understand how. Like, I don't understand how he goes for a sixth round pick because. There has to be somebody up there like, yo, I'll offer a fourth for a guy who has at 20 starts in this league. A guy who has he's won games in this league. I, I just, it doesn't, it shocks me when I see that and then I see like, uh, 
you know, you, and in Dallas, for example, they have Cooper Rush, four on one with the backup quarterback. A few mm-hmm. years ago, Saints had Teddy Bridgewater as a team with Super Bowl aspirations. They lose Drew Brees off of Aaron Donald's helmet. He hits his thumb on the helmet. Teddy Bridgewater walks in five and zero, three games on the road. It's business as usual. That's what you're supposed to do right here. Next man up also can apply to your quarterback. Yeah, it, it, it's difficult because number one, there's not a lot of available sure. quality backup quarterbacks. Team re- teams recognize that, so they snap them up. You look at Andy Dalton, right? He wasn't on. He's not going to be on the market long. Yeah, right. He came in, did a great job for Arizona before he got hurt. Because he is a former Pro Bowl high playoff starting quarterback. So you feel comfortable with having him in there. He's no longer a viable starter. And so the next on that list is going to be, uh, you know, someone like Carson, Carson Wentz. Right. He's no longer a starter. Even Baker Mayfield. Right, these will be the guys who are now relegated to being backup quarterbacks who've had starts and had success. That's what you want to do. You want to try to to get one of those guys, but those guys don't come cheap. Yeah, that's two, three, sometimes four million dollars. Did you have to pay a guy who may not take one snap? And a lot of teams don't have that type of wiggle room in the in the cap. Well, you know, I just and th- but you you make a good point. Like, quarterback is the most important position on the field. Why not have? Because it's just not a lot of well, you know, even, available. Not a I, lot of viable options available for that price point. I know you're saying it's a price point, but you know what? Nobody buys insurance to go get into an accident. Now, nobody's like, oh, I'm gonna go sign up with State Farm and then go run into something, right? You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you you get insurance, and then when something happens, that's when you cash in your policy. Well, that's why teams draft quarterbacks late, right? Because those are the guys you want to have there in the system, develop them, right? For, New England made it, mean, uh, New England did this the best, right? You look at Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at uh, um, Brissett, uh, Jacoby Brissett, right? This is what they Matt Castle. Right. Yep. This is what they did. They went and got it with Tom Brady. But yeah, Tom Brady is is the ultimate insurance policy as a sixth round draft pick. You bring him into your system. Hopefully, you have a several years to develop him. If something happens to the starter, you know, a la Drew Bledsoe, you can put this guy in a position with a team. That's veteran Layton. He had offense. You can run the game. You can run the ball. You, you you have a defense. And then voila. So that is the formula. And so it it takes a while to get to to find a guy like that. Yeah, it, I mean it seems so. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was a backup for what? How three years? Three years. Three that, years, that man. Three years. You Come know. on now. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Can't tell it this year. But he sat on the bench for three years. Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench for a year. Now it just I, so you want to get those guys get, in the draft, right? I mean, yeah. Like, it's just you know when I see it, I just see a guy and go like that. I just makes so much sense to me because I figure like if you were ranking the list of positions of importance, yeah. right? 
I don't know where backup quarterback falls, but it's got to be up higher than I, I, some starting but I, positions. But I tell you like, this. I tell you this. It's not ranked higher than uh, than in which most teams don't have two left tackles. True. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Right? When you look, so look at it. Most teams, you only get like one of the key positions. You okay. can't have two left tackles. So the, whoever's coming in after your left tackle gets hurt, it's like a uh, – It's a swing guy. Right, it's like, a yeah, swing yeah. guy or, who can play both tackles. You're moving your guys around right. to get your best five combination out so, there instead of his actual natural position. So, so this is, you know, those type of positions. You can have a bevy of running backs, a bevy of receivers, because those guys play special teams. Fair. Backup left tackles – don't outside a field goal, they're not on punt. They're not on kickoff. They're not on all the running back, all the backup running backs, all the backup receivers, all the backup uh, linebackers, DBs. That is what tight ends, that is what fills out your special teams. Backup quarterbacks don't play special teams. Mm. And backup uh, left tackle or linemen don't play special teams outside of field goal. So, okay, so not only is it a spot that you have to spend overspend for, it also on the. I mean, I, we know that on the field it's not getting you much work, but also you're taking away from a guy. You take away who is now okay. Now uh, it's making take away from something you need because because four million five million dollars for your backup quarterback is like three special teamers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. And, right. and, and what and 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 look, most teams have three quarterbacks. One guy's on the practice squad because you can't dress out an extra quarterback because you need, you need he doesn't play spot. any sports. He doesn't play any special teams. So let me ask you this: with the importance and the I want to say it's new, but it seems a bit more emphasized, uh, uh, more emphasis on head injuries. You know, the spotters, and now. We are uh, kind of preemptively sometimes even taking players out of games if they may have received a head injury. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not foolproof because we all saw uh, Nelson Aguilar doing jumping jacks until yeah, they crazy. stopped the play for Devontae Parker to come off the field, right? Yeah, so it's not bad. foolproof. But it is. It, there is a definite uh, 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 renewed interest in trying, to make, in trying to take that out of the game. Should teams be able... To dress more than two quarterbacks, no. With this, with 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 new concussion rules, nope. no, no, nope. no. These are these are the rules. These are the rules. Now they put the rules in place to protect the quarterbacks. So you don't want to double. We want to double rule it, right? You want, you want to protect okay. them and then and add let them right. Like okay. I, I mean, what what we doing here? After a minute, okay, okay, fair, fair. You get what I'm saying? They've I already do. constructed the, the the change to protect those guys. So now, like, we can't. And you know what? Also, as I sit here and think about it through, it doesn't help if we're protecting, and I don't mean, like, you know, all player, all player safety. Just caveat over the whole conversation, player safety. But the idea of protecting is not to protect, for example, uh, Chris Streveler, who came into game for the Jets on, th- right. on Thursday night. Yeah. It's the idea that we're going to protect Tom Brady. Yes. This will protect Aaron Rodgers yep. and will protect, you know, the guys who are Jalen Hurts or mm-hmm. whoever is the starting quarterback, the face of the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, if you're the guy in the athletic, the face of the league, right? You know, something along those lines. So I get it. I do get that. But it just, it just, I see it every year and it just drives me nuts that I'll see guys that just seem to just completely just punt the backup quarterback position like it doesn't matter.
And we've seen 60 different starting quarterbacks this season. Yeah, it's one of the most valuable assets that you can have. Ask the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush, right? Um, Tremendous backup quarterback. But they also developed him. And and stuck with him and kept him and was able and probably overpaid him. He to left. Point early. He left, and they brought him back. Like you, you yeah. know what I mean. Like so, it's there. There's ways to do it. You just can't go out and just start shelling out money uh, because of the hard cap and the and and what the guy in front of you is making. He's got to make forty million dollars a year. Yeah, you can't spend forty five, fifty million dollars a year in the quarterback room per year for one guy playing and one guy who may play. You, you can't do it. That's Okay. Okay. Uh, you, have, you have answered my question. I appreciate <laughs> well, it. Well, that's what I'm here for. Because it's, it's drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. You know, I'm sitting here, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, well, again, why don't they make the whole plan out of the black box? Like, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> like, like make it make sense to me. But let's get into this coming up next. Uh, they said Josh Allen is the face of the NFL. I don't agree with that. However, it's 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 impossible to deny the man's ability and the Buffalo Bills expectations this year. Ephraim, I'm gonna ask you how to define a successful year for the Buffalo Bills coming up next, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Martin Weiss, NFL vet Ephraim Salam here with you on this Christmas day watching Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals. The Warriors and the Grizzlies are into the fourth quarter now. But Ephraim, we just saw something troubling come across the television that we have to talk about right now. There is nine minutes and 38 seconds left in the third quarter of this game. That means the whole first half has been played just a little bit of the third quarter. However... DeAndre Hopkins is on the list of, uh, he was fifth on the list with 144 career games with the reception since the start of his career. Every game he's played in since a rookie, if he's out there, he gets a catch. He's now currently with no catches with nine minutes and 30 seconds left. Here's the question. Can Kiff Kingsbury be the guy to break the streak? Yes. 
Because like you just said, there's no reason that DeAndre Hopkins should have no catches at this point in the game because just a button hook, a bubble screen, I mean, there's so many different ways to get your wide receivers the ball in space, and this is just a master class on how not to do it. Yeah, and of course, they're rolling coverage over to him, but you got to, like you said, you got to get him a little quick screen. Uh, and 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 let him get the, the 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 ball in his hands, man. So you keep that thing going. And plus, he's your most dynamic playmaker on offense. So how I would be force feeding the ball. That's Jeez. my thing that I don't understand. And that's one of the things that I like. Okay, like the Kansas City Chiefs can't. Travis Kelsey's probably their best pass catcher. Well, you know, Travis Kelsey. I'll put it like this: If he has no catches, and that's because he got no targets. Right. Okay. And I, and like, and I don't know the exact target number here. He has five. Okay, five, five targets. Five targets, no catches. No catches. But I mean, four of the targets were uncatchable balls. And so that's the other thing you're dealing with a Trace McSorley out here. You Who? Would, exactly. He, the only people who know him are fans of Big Ten football about four years ago. Never heard of him. So I, I just can't understand how you're not. But. This is what gets me, and we were just talking about this all and during the break about some types of head coaches. Sometimes these play calling head coaches mm. seem like they get too cute, mm. and they don't have anybody in there to reel them in and tell them no. Because here's the deal: I can't imagine a head coach seeing that DeAndre Hopkins has had no catches in the first half and not going to his offensive coordinator like, "Fix get him this the ball. now, get him the ball, whatever it takes, get him the ball." And that's what's needed. That's what's needed. When he has the ball in his hands, he it, the good things happen. That's just the bottom line. And when you're on your fourth quarterback, you need good things to happen. Period. Look, I, I'll tell you this. I have a source in the NFC West who coaches defense, right? And so, and he doesn't work for the Cardinals, so that eliminates one. But when DeAndre Hopkins went to the Cardinals, I texted him, and I was like, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, you know what I'm saying? How are you? You know, this is one of the best receivers in the league. Quarterback-proof guy, you know, seemingly throughout his time in Houston, mm-hmm. right? He was able to succeed no matter who he no had. Matter no what. matter what it was. And they right? had some garbage over there at okay. quarterback. So, quarter, I mean, to me, he was a quarterback-proof. For the long time, I had him as the A number one king of the hill wide receiver because it didn't matter who was thrown in the ball. He still produced, okay? So, with that in mind, I texted my NFC West defensive uh, source, and I'm like, yo, so how are you concerned about DeAndre Hopkins? He said, I'm not worried about how. And so I said, okay, you know, is this, is this you know, a little false bravado? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this? And he goes, nah, man, I'm not worried about Hop because Cliff Kingsbury is not going to use him in any way that's going to cause us a threat. Ooh. And then at the end of that year, I looked at it. You look at his route distribution and all of that. He runs goes, sevens, and that's it. Like he does the the, the idea that you're not getting your most dynamic ball player are, are one of the most dynamic receivers in the league. By far a tier one guy, right? You whatever however you categorize them, top five, tier one, WR one, whatever you your designation is, he's it. And so it like, but to your point, he gets out here and obviously missed the first six games of this season with the with the PED stuff. But I mean, he has not been nearly the highlight reel that he was as a Texan. No, no, he hasn't. And you know, two things. Uh, number one, uh, he has a primary primarily a running quarterback. When when um uh, what's the kid? 
the starting quarterback, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gotcha. is, is, is healthy. Uh, number two, he's getting older. And so it, it's it's one of those things where they don't have a true number two. So most teams are going to take DeAndre Hopkins away. Mm-hmm. And you just have to figure it out. And if your quarterback is a mobile quarterback, the first thing he does is he goes through his first read, his second. He doesn't go back to his first. He takes off and goes. Right. And that's where you get a lot of that you know, quarterbacks who aren't as patient in the pocket as, say, a Tom Brady or, you know, a Drew Brees or, or Peyton Manning or, or one of those more dynamic pocket-passing quarterbacks. Well, because well, the, the flip side, for those guys, they know they ain't going no damn way. Right. Right. And if they are going somewhere, the big fella behind them going to catch them before they can get too far. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you go through your progressions and, and all of that and – you know, receivers know as long as I stay alive and uncover, I'll get a ball. But with Kyler, someone with, with that type of talent, he's out. Holla at you. And and as an offense, and see, then that's what drives me the most insane. Because, yeah, that's what we want. We want our quarterback to go be dynamic, right, on a regular basis. So I just don't – like, but the, don't tell me you're an offensive genius because I didn't tell you that you were an offensive genius. You, you told, told me that, okay? <laughs> you, like, you're the one that's saying, that, you know, we're drawing up this air race stuff. We're going to make this – we're going to revolutionize NFL offenses, and this is what I'm looking at. Okay, like Brandon Staley. Don't tell me that when you're with the Rams that you're such a coach that somehow all of a sudden your defensive lineman can take up a gap and a half. Okay, everybody else seemingly the defensive lineman can only take up one gap at a time, but you, no, 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 no. Your defensive scheme, they got it to where they can take up a gap and a half. Then you move to the Los Angeles Chargers, who don't have one Aaron Donald, and now all of a sudden you got the thirtieth defense in the NFL, and you gave up a seventy-five yard rushing touchdown to lose a game to this year. Like that's that's you, defensive coach Brandon Staley. I didn't say that. I didn't. I, I you know I didn't say that. I just read Jordan Rogery in the Athletic, and that's you the one that's telling me that you got to figure it out that where you you taking up a gap and a half because you're, I mean I I just like what are we talking about? It's so it's things like that where we were talking about it. I would much rather prefer a a a managerial level head coach as opposed to a play calling level head coach because sometimes I think some of these play callers need to be reeled in a bit and somebody needs to tell them hey stop we got a game to win this is not about you looking great yeah I, I hear I hear that sentiment it's very few people on a on a, a team that can tell the head coach that well so therein lies the problem well you know it's kind of been you know, I walked in there and Bo said this earlier, the producer producer of our show today. He said, man, it's been a terrible day of football outside of, uh, you know, the, the Packers and the Dolphins game was all right, but the basketball games have been blowouts. But this right here, we got a 6-6 barn burner mm. with Tom Brady driving. Frank Wire, what's going on in the rest of sports right now? What's trending uh, uh, in the... God, goodness gracious, let me spit it out. I'm sorry. Steve DeSager, my bad, Steve. Howdy. What's up, Steve? And a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas and Happy Holidays. Good to hear you both. And uh, clearly you cannot flex out the Christmas games because this is what we're stuck with. Tampa Bay and Arizona, 6-6, late third quarter. The Arizona offense is at eight drives and eight first downs so oh, far. Oh, God. With Trace McSorley at quarterback. 
Colt McCoy out with a concussion this week. McSorley 103 yards passing. Tom Brady just now went over 103 yards passing for the night. He has one interception. 6-6 six, six, late third quarter. Earlier, we at least had scoring in L.A. Rams 51-14 over Denver. Russell Wilson threw three interceptions, sacked six times. The Rams led 31-3 just before halftime. Cam Akers, three short touchdown runs. And Green Bay came back to win at Miami 26-20. The Dolphins have lost four in a row. Miami with four turnovers, including three interceptions thrown by Tua Tonga-Vailoa on their last three drives of the day. Packers had trailed 20-10 just before halftime, but got the win. Green Bay 7-8, half game back at the last playoff spot in the NFC. This weekend, most of the NFL games were on Saturday, Christmas Eve. There is a game tomorrow. Chargers at Colts, and now the Chargers can clinch a playoff spot because this weekend the Jets lost, New England lost, and the Raiders lost. In college football, the next bowl game is tomorrow. Bowling Green, New Mexico State set the DVR in the NBA five games for Christmas three minutes to go at Golden State it's the Warriors up 120 to 102 and yeah this offense continuing in the NFL game Uh, there is an NBA game coming up in just a few minutes by the way to start Phoenix at Denver this Golden State apparently will be a win under three minutes left John Morant, 36 points in defeat for the Grizzlies. Boston beat Milwaukee, 139-118. Wins for Dallas and Philadelphia, which has won eight in a row. In a Tom Brady pass was intercepted his second pick of the night. Three mm. minutes to go in the third. Cardinals six, Bucks six. You know, the Arizona Cardinals are one and seven at home this year. Oh, my God. And the Bucks are not beating them. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. My sincere apologies. A Merry Christmas to Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're absolutely right. The Cardinals stink at home. And uh, the good thing is the Buccaneers stink everywhere. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You from Steve just said eight first, eight drives, eight first downs. Is that good? That is not good. Is that that's pretty bad? Oh, no, you can have eight first downs on one drive. <laughs> that would be good. Right, eight first downs on one drive. Maybe you don't split them up. You want to get four on one drive, four on the other drive. They'd be. But you know, hey, eight first downs for the game. Not necessarily offensive efficiency as we'd like to define it. But I do want to ask you this. Because the Athletic, we, we we went through it earlier. They got Josh Allen, one of the faces of the league. I and mean, he's a very popular player. He's obviously electric to watch. Vegas is favorite for the Super Bowl and the MVP at the start of the season. That's kind of taking a few hits right now. But you ask, you know, you walk down the street and ask 10 people who's going to win the AFC. Three of them have no idea what you're talking about. Four of them will say Buffalo and the other three will say Kansas City. Right. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, what is what will we define a successful season for Buffalo as like, well, how does that look right now? Because they did get a lot of press clippings to start the year, took some hits. Josh Allen took, hurt his UCL, didn't miss any time, hadn't really blown anybody out. Uh, in, uh, since really since it got cold outside, except for that Bears game, the most recent game they played. So, you know, maybe they're starting to warm up into playing their best football. But, I mean, is it a division win, a conference win? Where's the limit for this team to feel good about itself when it's all said and done? Oh, it's the Super Bowl. You you got you to gotta get to the Super Bowl. This team um, has been put together and has, has been Super Bowl or bust. Uh, coming off the way they lost uh, the playoff game last year, uh, the way Josh Allen has consistently shown uh, improvement, they, they, they're not going to be satisfied with just winning playoff games. 
They're trying to get to the AFC Championship game and then going to the Super Bowl. That's yeah. that's it. Now you lose the Super Bowl. Okay, we regroup. We come back. Even though that'd be a, a bitter pill to swallow, since we know Buffalo's history of Super Bowls and losing them. But that's where that's the benchmark for the season. I I tend to agree, especially with the expectations that was heaped on this team prior. Oh, of course, but, yeah. Well, also when you look at the rest of this conference, I think that. I got it from my dollar. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati as the best three teams in this in the in the AFC. Now, if you're Buffalo, you already beat Cincinnati. You already beat Kansas City. All right. Yep. You went in and went in to their house and beat them. Now you got Cincinnati coming up next, and that could be. I mean, that's a huge game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But. I, I just think that if the they have to meet, they have to advance at minimum to the Super Bowl, which means you won the AFC. Otherwise, I will not even be tempering my my take of this Josh Allen stuff is foolish as we have to stop the noise. Yeah, it, it's going to be difficult for them to be able to do that, especially if they don't lock up the number one seed and get, teams have to come through Buffalo. If they have to travel uh, and play, it takes a little bit of the edge away from Buffalo, but it's difficult to play in Buffalo, man, in January, brother. Don't know why you want to be up there. Got to remember, this is the same place. They moved an entire game uh, to another state because of the weather. I mean, I, I saw a video today of, of uh, Bill's players arriving back at Orchard Park. And to say they had to dig out their cars – is a is is a gross misrepresentation of digging, right? Because he's like, all right, you know what? I should say, to say they had to dig out their cars is the same way that you say a, one of the big caterpillar trucks is digging out a hole in the ground, right? All right, yeah, it's it's removing earth, right? They needed earth movers to get the sand out. I mean, literally, you know, I don't know, I couldn't see what type of cars the guys were driving, but the SUVs, I mean, they they were full up to the top of snow. It's just, it's, it's a different beast up there, man. That's why Josh Allen is a good fit up there. He he came from Wyoming. Wyoming has to, I think it's somebody told me it was like negative nine in Wyoming or something like that right now. So he's played in that element. You need a strong armed quarterback who's played college in those type of elements to get the most out of that position. And Josh Allen is that guy. Yeah, because I I just know that is this to DeAndre Hopkins? Ah, ah, let's see. Oh, nope. Chase Evans. <laughs> That's a heck of a play. That was a great play, though. Chase McShorley just dropped back and ripped one on third and eight. It was I, oh, Hollywood Browns. I'm sorry. I would be corrected. But yeah, that was a nice, what, how long was that play? It looks like about a 70-yard pass. I mean, it was, I'll put it like this. Even we watched this game pretty much from start to finish. That was the best offensive play. Uh, by a <laughs> you know mile. What? This might have been the best offensive play in the last two games. That might, well, uh, you know, if they don't score, well, they probably yeah. won't get in the end zone. But 47 yards. But at least you get uh, some points. Yeah, now they're a wildcat with James Conner and that, uh, you know. That didn't work. Grand opening, grand don't, closing. Don't, uh, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I have more sympathy of the of for it because you are missing your starter and your backup quarterback. I get it. I can I I have a little bit more time for it with that, but uh just as an aside, what do you think of like I mean the Texans are done for. They obviously are in competition for the first two for fifth, the number one. Well, there's no pick. competition. They get the, they get it. Yeah, but I'm saying they but, can 
I mean, they can win the next two games, and they still will end up with the uh, with the first pick in the draft, I believe. So, well, were you ever on a uh, professional team that was rotating quarterbacks in and out like that? Mm, Michael Vick's first year, Chris Chandler started off the year, and then uh, there were some packages for Mike. Then Mike would come in, but then uh, Chris got hurt, and then Mike. Took took over for the rest of the year. Yeah, and then the rest of and the rest of history. <laughs> the rest of that time until uh, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, wrong. The Texans they they must lose their last two games. Uh, so because the Bears sh- have three wins, right? The Bears have three wins. Texans have two. Broncos have four. Yo. They don't have it. They don't have hey, it. They, they, they don't need, have it. They need they, to they build tra- a statue for John Schneider in Seattle. <laughs> They're about to. They now. Don't get me wrong. The way the season's ending is not nearly as shiny and rosy as the way the season started up there in the Pacific Northwest. But the idea that you traded Russ and you might end up with the number one overall pick as a result, and you're going to win eight games this year, maybe nine. Yeah. How about that? I mean, yo, hats off to you, pal. Hats off to you. And uh, if you're another GM in the NFL, I would block his number because I, whatever you're telling me, I don't want if uh, if this is the way the last deal went down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. But you just talked about the Bears mm-hmm. and Justin Fields. And uh, Justin Fields, is he is, uh, I don't want to say he's coming into his own, but he's seeming to find at least his footing in the league. And it was really, you know, until a couple weeks ago, we were worried about some of these second-year quarterbacks. Coming up next, I want to ask you about Trevor Lawrence because, by my dollar, he looks incredibly impressive over the last few games. And I want to see what you think about it. Coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. Easily... One of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. And the acapella version is up there, too, when it gets with the pencil. Come on, come on. Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam, and on Christmas Day, brought to you by the late, great DMX. Rest in peace and Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night who can hear my voice. We're here for about 10 more minutes in here. And uh, Tom Brady is trailing on the road. Steve DeSager just said it a minute ago. The Arizona Cardinals 1-7 on the road, and the score holds. They'll be 2-7, Ephraim. I mean, second and two, I mean, third and two as Brady uses his first time out of the second half to go over there and powwow with Todd Bowles. And uh, I don't know what's going to come out of that conversation, but I hope it's some answers. (laughs) I think it's too late for that, man. I mean, this Arizona, shout out to the Arizona defense. They're literally – Keeping his team in, their ineptability of their offense is uh, it's crazy. But that defense is playing extremely well, led by J.J. Watt, who uh, – Is balling today, balling, by the way. He's balling, having a terrific game right now. They've picked Tom Brady off twice, hurried him. You know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing good, solid defense. They just can't get any help offensively. Yeah, but hope, the only hope has come by the tune of three field goals and zero receptions by uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Greg Dortch, all five feet, seven inches of him. He's got eight catches uh, on the night. So there there you go. That's that's what's going another, down in Arizona. third down. Should have been picked uh, by, uh, by Brady, honestly. 
I mean, this is crazy, man. Tom Brady is 3-4-11 on third down. One for two on fourth down. It's yeah, it's, it's tough sledding here. Buddy. I mean, that was a, the ball was tight spiral, and I'll tell you what, if uh, Xavier Collins hadn't been there, it would have hit Mike Evans in the head. This is the most <laughs> glaring number. What's that? He's 15 to 25, 4.5 yards per yep. pass. Per attempt, right? It's not, it's not, it's, they're not, they have no ability to move the ball oh, down. There the you field. go. Look, special teams and defense got to do it all. A terrific uh, punt return uh, look, all the way deep into, uh, uh, deep into uh, at least Tampa on the Bay other side territory. of the 50 you know, for the Buccaneers. You know, so, yeah, out of bounds inside the 35 yard line. So, there's guaranteed points, early, man. Already field in goal. field goal range as long as they don't do anything stupid. Stupid. But you know what? If I'm Cliff Kingsbury, you know what? I might just uh, <laughs> take three knees and kick it right here. <laughs> the way my offense has been playing. I mean, it's been a disaster. It has been a disaster right here. But uh, I want to ask you about Trevor Lawrence because. You know, before, before last year it was looking like it was going to be disaster zone when we're talking about Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback out of the class. Or maybe it's Davis Mills if you close your eyes and look at some numbers. But no, what we've seen out of this year seems like things have been kind of riding the ship as if as riding the ship as in boat, I should say, as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are kind of asserting themselves as the two better quarterbacks in that class, but Trevor Lawrence especially. Uh, Ephraim, I said he's had his best three games, uh, his best three games of his career in the last five weeks, and it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. No, look, Trevor Lawrence, you have to chalk up last year as a nothing. This is essentially his his rookie year. That Urban Meyer experiment was awful. Yes. And you want to talk about setback, he didn't get an opportunity to grow. He learned what not to do. He learned what leadership wasn't. And so this year, uh, Doug Peterson has come in and has instilled confidence, not only in him, but the other team, uh, teammate, his teammates. And they find themselves in a position to where they could possibly win this division and host a home playoff game. And so... You know, it's amazing that this young man who was everything since he was in high school. I mean, it was him and Fields, him and Fields, him and Fields, until the draft in which it went him, Zach Wilson. Right. and That's ridiculous. Um, But that's what the Jets do. Um, But for Trevor Lawrence, this was a terrific year for him. Uh, He's uh, completing – 65% 65% of his pass, almost 66% of his passes, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know, it, it, this is this is what they saw when they drafted him number one overall. This is what they had in mind. And as long as he can continue this, uh, finish the year off strong, if he gets it to the playoffs, then next year it, it, it's, it, he's going to take off. I tell you this, if I'm one of these wild card potential teams, because that's how the Jacksonville Jaguars will get in, they would get in uh, not on the wild card, they would have to win the South. But if I was the Chargers or the Dolphins or the Ravens having to go into Jacksonville at week one, that's going to be tough. I wouldn't want to do that. Trace McSorley, are we really going to see an NFL season in which Tom Brady loses to both Brock Purdy and Trace McSorley in their first starts? 
It looks like it right now. The clock is ticking. We'll see what happens. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Football, Martin Weiss, Ephraim Salam. Merry Christmas, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 